Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It is Friday, November 12th. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst. With me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, what are you seeing in the markets this morning? Morning, Martin. Happy Friday. Since we last checked in on Wednesday morning, there's been a, a bit of volatility. Um, you know, right when we were having our call on Wednesday is when the CPI data came out. Uh, that showed that the uh, the CPI print was was well above expectations. Um, you know, showing that inflation is really picking up. Uh, you know, even though even though we've been talking about it being transitory for so long, uh, it's possible that it's uh, a little bit more than that and uh, a little just uh, just higher than uh, than expected. Uh, the investor reaction on that was actually um, ripped Bitcoin higher uh, and crypto ran higher. Uh, you know, part of the narrative that this is an in, you know an inflation hedge. Um, gold prices moved higher as well. Uh, however, later in the day, uh, there was a treasury auction, a, a long-term treasury auction at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, that auction was pretty much a failure, probably the uh, the poorest showing in a uh, in in a treasury auction in quite some time. Uh, that rattled the uh, the rates market, and the long-term uh, treasury started uh, started heading down. The long-term rates started heading up. Um, really moved the entire interest rate curve higher. Uh, and one of the effects of that is it also moved the U.S. dollar a lot higher. Uh, so we had a, a, a really outsized move higher in U.S. dollar. That prompted a sell-off across all assets, across equities, uh, across crypto as well. So ever since, uh, so that was kind of Monday afternoon. And ever since then, we've uh, we've been under some selling pressure. Crypto's tried to rebound a little bit. ETH has done a little bit better job than, than Bitcoin in, in trying to rebound after that sell-off on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, but again, last night, we're seeing a little bit more selling. So right now, I think that there's a bit of, um, you know, consternation in the market. And I think a lot of it is coming from just the macro environment of trying to figure out what's going to happen with central banks. Is, are they going to start tightening? What does that mean for assets? Um, you know, there's a lot of demand for, uh, for inflation hedges right now. That should be a good story for crypto. But there's also a lot of demand for U.S. dollars, um, especially as it's seen that the U.S. will probably is you know will probably start tightening first and have to tighten aggressively, uh, whereas other central banks will probably lag behind and, and um, you know keep uh, easy monetary policy for longer. Uh, and so that has the effect of really boosting the U.S. dollar. So we've got these two uh, two kind of factors that are that are pushing and pulling on prices right now. Uh, and uh, we're seeing some consolidation. So still looking to see if we have strong support, um, you know, uh, at, at prices in the 62,000 range in Bitcoin or so. Um, I imagine we probably will, but it remains to be seen. We'll see uh, if this negative trend continues into the weekend and how we come out of it. Oh, and one last thing also is that yesterday, the Treasury's market was closed for the Veterans Day holiday. So that was, uh, you know, after a tumultuous day on Wednesday in the Treasury market, we had a holiday. So it's possible that uh, today, as we come back in the, and that market's open again, it might stabilize. Um, but we'll see. All right, back to you. Thanks, Chad. Turning to some crypto news, a new study by Protos claims that Tetherflow is dominated by just two firms, Alameda Research and Cumberland. Uh, the independent crypto outlets 
Protos provided an in-depth insight into Tether and the liquidity providers <clears throat> who supply it to crypto platforms, stating that Tether Treasury transferred nearly $37 billion in Tether to Alameda Research, with nearly $32 billion of that received in the last 12 months. This number equals approximately 37% of all outbound Tether volume. Cumberland received nearly $24 billion in Tether in the previous year alone, Close to 18 billion in USDT was received from Tether Treasuries, and this figure accounts for 22% of all bound USDT volume ever recorded. Coindesk reported that Curve Emergency DAO has halted re reward emissions to a pool after it deemed the protocol behavior as a clear governance attack. Wednesday night, a new project called Mochi Inu managed to execute a series of transactions that tilted curb rewards in its favor by using a token locking mechanism in Convex Finance, a yield farming protocol built on top of curb. The decision by the DAO has caused much community debate, as some have argued that the protocol should not single out any one user and that blacklisting another protocol runs against DeFi's open permission, permissionless nature. And on the Twitter front, after hinting at a possible Ethereum integration earlier in the week, Discord CEO uh, Jason Citron now says the social network has no current plans to integrate crypto into its platform. Many users took to Twitter and Reddit, threatening to boycott the platform if crypto features were integrated, with some citing crypto's climate impact. In response to the backlash, Citron tweeted that uh, they have no current plans to ship this internal concept. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they change their mind in the future there. Also saw an interesting tweet from uh, Three Arrows, Zhu Su, uh, that in response to a headline that Russian parliament is meeting over legalizing crypto assets. Uh, he's speculating that international oil and gas will be priced in Bitcoin within 24 months. So a really interesting prediction there. Now I'll pass it over to Catherine um, for other crypto developments. Thank you, Martin. The US SEC has halted registration for two digital tokens offered by a Wyoming-based American crypto feed, accusing the company of providing misleading information to investigators in a regulatory filing. The SEC claimed that the American crypto feed filed a material that's deficient and misleading form, and when it sought to register the tokens as as equity securities. The SEC alleged that the company form left out the required information about the company's business, management, and financial conditions, and also gave inconsistent statements about whether the tokens are securities. Next, in ETF news, uh, Bitwise Asset Management has withdrawn their application for its Bitcoin Future ETF. Um, the reason given for this was the cost and complexity of such ETFs, and the company will instead focus their efforts on a spot-based Bitcoin ETF that's already in the pipeline. Next, moving on to some Q3 earnings from FTX US. Their average daily volume has grown by 512% in Q3, with an average daily volume of 360 million. They also reported a total peak volume of 807 million during a 24-hour period. FTX US now holds 4.5% of US crypto spot market volume at the end of Q3, which was up from 2% at the beginning of Q3. The user count has also increased by 52% during Q3. In mining news, Hutate's third quarter revenue was 40 million, which has risen by 767% from last year, beating the average analyst estimates. 
Hut A is deposited, has deposited all of the self-mine Bitcoin into custody in Q3 and holds 4,723 Bitcoin. In addition, the company's Bitcoin balance as of November the 10th, which includes a 2,000 BTC loan in a fit in a fixed yield strategy, was 5,053 Bitcoin. Bitfarm has bought 24 megawatts hydropower plant in Washington state and is expected to act to add 62 pentahashes of mining power. The cost of the company was 23 million in cash and 3 million in company owned shares. The increased power bring Bitfarm's total mining power to 106 megawatts and predicted to cross 25% less than the company's other power plants in Quebec. Miami's uh, Mayor Francis Suarez announced that the city of Miami will soon be giving out Bitcoin yields from staking its own cryptocurrency, Miami Coin stating that they're going to be the first city in America to give out Bitcoin yields as dividends directly to its residents. And finally, MasterCard announced that its crypto strategy moving forward. It will be focused on security and better services. Their focus will be centered on crypto enablement, which will encompass purchasing, spending, cashing out, rewards involving cryptocurrency, crypto security, which includes identity services and network access, interoperability, stable coins, and centralized digital currencies. MasterCard's senior executives believe that crypto payment flows, including remittance, traditional finance, and decentralized finance, represent new net volume for the company. And that's all the news I have for you today. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. I'll pass you back to Martin. Thank you, Catherine. And uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for listeners for tuning in. Please check out crosstower.com for more market updates and color. Thanks for listening.